Welcome, 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 welcome. I always start with the word welcome. Maybe I should mix it up. Anyways, my name's Brian Wilson. You're, this is the Weekly Wilson. I'm already off track. We're blowing it this week. (laughs) What's your name again? Hello, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm your new and improved host, Jay Wilson. Okay. Are you just, do you want to just take this one solo this week then, if that's how it's going to be? Yeah, I think you're, you're tapping out for this one. You're, you duffed the first line. You got to get your head in the game. I have a whole page of notes this week. You don't stand a chance, Brian. Um, (laughs) I have three bullet points of notes. (laughs) Well, um, was the first bullet point completely demolished the intro? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So one of them is checked off already. We are. I'm down to two bullet points and we have 59 minutes to go. The third bullet point is just three question marks. So it's really going to be a rough (laughs) one today. Um, no, but... Well, the second bullet point is that I want to open this podcast again with an apology. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I think I'm going to start opening every podcast with an apology. Here's your daily dose of remorse from the Weekly Wilson. Yeah, so I've already gotten complaints from thousands of listeners that we did not post this on Tuesday morning as we usually do, but I am going to tell you guys why we did not post it Tuesday morning, and I hope you forgive me. So, my outage has started we are currently in the process of disassembling uh the reactor so we're on 10 hour shifts which is normal but we do six days a week luckily my fatigue day is tuesday today that's why we're recording today but with my fatigue day being tuesday i was like ooh, i can just stay up late after work on monday and record and it won't be a problem because i don't have to get up the next morning that was my plan and then yesterday Work was complicated, I got contaminated at the end of the day, so then that turned into a big thing, and then I ended up working 12 and a half hours instead of 10, so then I got home, I was mentally and physically exhausted, and just packed it in. I was like, sorry guys, I'm not doing this one. Yeah, no, I, uh, wait, so that was yesterday you were talking about that? Yeah. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, I was uh, actually pretty relieved that you couldn't record yesterday because I was up to my eyeballs in homework. Um, looks like it'll be similar today, but you caught me earlier in the day when uh, the sky's the limit. You, if you wait till the end of the day, it's just despair. <laughs> okay. No, not really. But it's just that's when I'm much more face to face with. Oh, this is how late I'm gonna be up tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was planning on us like posting the podcast at a different time once I figured out what my fatigue day was, but since it's Tuesday, we can still post it at the same time, hypothetically, but that's already becoming an issue. So maybe we could do like Wednesday mornings, because Tuesday would be easier to record since I have the whole day free, but that's logistics. We don't need to bore the viewers, the listeners with these details. Yeah. I just wanted to get my apology out in open air. Well, really, it wouldn't have been a problem. Like, the only thing that could have been, like, troublesome, other than our listeners expecting the episode, was, like, if, say, some marketing uh, guru had, like, put out a, uh, some sort of media blast that was very day-specific on when the episode was going to come out. Um, So, as long as nobody did, like, an Instagram story that was saying, listen to it before Monday, um, yeah, as long as nothing like that happened, I think we're fine. You say that like it's already happened. I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. 
I definitely didn't add it to a permanent highlight reel on my Instagram. That will forever be Wait. there. <laughs> Are you serious? No, yeah, I said, <laughs> I think the quote is, um, like, we got a new episode coming at you Monday. Listen to the old one uh, quick or else you'll get spoilers from your coworkers. Did you? Yeah. Oh, Weekly Wilson. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little bit uh, misleading on that one. I hope not too many folks <laughs> get caught up before Monday to avoid spoilers from your coworkers. Wow. I didn't realize you were going this all out on our marketing campaign. Oh yeah. I'm serious. I'm also was recently appointed the, uh, social media coordinator for the UC run club. Oh geez. Is that why I saw a post from UC run club that said we have a podcast? <laughs> yeah, well, that was before I was the social media coordinator. That was the president himself, Jack. Oh wow. Yeah. So the one who, whose mom is Joyce. Yes, Jack, son of Joyce. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. I like how because we can't use last names, we've really like fallen upon like, um, like medieval <laughs> titles or like Game of Thrones. Jack, style. son of Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> Gimli, son of Gloin. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. So we got a free shout out courtesy of the president himself. Um. Which is the president dwarfed in comparison to the amount of weekly Wilson content that's going to be pushed through that social media in days to come. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the UC Running Club social media page where we tell you all about the weekly Wilson (laughs) podcast. Yeah. Also, um, so I mentioned new and improved host. That's because I recently upped the ante, bought the same microphone as Brian. Um, And as of now, I think I'm only up to having punched the desk and thus therefore the microphone twice in this podcast. So... It's going to be a crystal clear recording other than that. Um, I think the first time I had mine, I also bumped the microphone a couple times. Yeah. You, it, you really need to let the microphone become a part of you. Yeah. Except True. it's a part of you that you're trying to avoid making contact with. So Yeah. Just like... Uh... Nope, couldn't think of a joke. All right, moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, could I go ahead and catch you up on my week? So, like, I had actually like a couple of cheeky stories. Ooh, cheeky. Yes, cheeky. Um, yeah, lay them on me. I'm already through one and a half bullet points, so I'm going to have to really bide <laughs> oh, my you time. you got to pump the brakes, the man. you got to let half of one bullet point last the rest of the hour? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like one of my engineering presentations. Anyways, um, so I don't know if where you're at, you got the whole, like, northeastern mid-Somar storm that I mentioned last week. But, um, Is that the actual name of it? No, Mid-Somar? it's like... It's like Rumspringa you... or something. No, that's the Amish holiday. Or like when they get to leave the <laughs> reservation. I don't know what it's called, Brian. There's a name for it. But um, <laughs> I'm 90% sure spring is in the title. Anyways, big old winter storm based on like currents in the atmosphere. Okay. Or like atoms or something. So- <laughs> something to do with atoms. <laughs> yeah. But um, so we got dumped on twice with uh, just heaps of snow. Um, one of them was last night. So that's irrelevant to my story. But another one was like earlier last week so um basically we just have a lot of snow everywhere set the scene um coming into friday evening i had had a very harrowing week of homework so i really mismanaged one of my homeworks and i had to stay up to like 4 a.m on thursday friday morning basically so then um Later in Friday morning, at 8 a.m., I woke up to take the quiz and turn in the homework for the class that I stayed up for, and um, immediately fell back asleep for, I think, 
three hours. <laughs> okay, yeah, so nice. A very hefty nap. Um, but then I had to wake up for my last lecture, last two lectures of the day. So I got through those. Everything was fine. But um, but then I was like free and clear. Or actually, I think I had to. I had to like turn in one more thing. But after that, I was like on cloud nine, having finished this very harrowing week of homework. Um, so okay. I immediately went to go climb, which was very, very fun. Got to go climbing with a new climbing friend. I'm getting them into it slowly, but surely. Um, she just actually bought a bunch of carabiners and is her name Shirley? No, I'm not allowed to call no. her Shirley. Um, she told me, <laughs> but, uh, no. So, <laughs> um, so that was really fun. Got back. And then as I was coming back to the homestead, it was made aw- apparent to me that, um, festivities were going to commence specifically festivities um, yeah so i got back from climbing at like seven so you know this there's not a single parking spot to be seen in all of clifton absolutely yeah yeah so i was looking just gonna be have to be one of those roaming souls for the night yeah no we've talked about it it's like there's less spots than cars so there is a certain amount of people greater than zero that are just bound to wander the streets all night because there's nowhere to park (laughs) but um yeah so I parked my car way far away from my house, and I realized, oh, shoot, like, my friend's house is right there. It's, like, all my, uh, it's the friend group that I hung out with a lot freshman year. Like, they still hang out a lot, so it's super fun. Okay. But, um, like, half of them live in this house, so that's where we hang out. I was, ne- I was near that house, so I was like, oh, I'll stop by. So I go up, and I knock on the door, and they open the door, and they say, wow, that was, like, really fast. And I was like, what? And they said, we just texted you, like, 30 seconds ago. And I was like, no way. I'm here. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Which it was funny too, because they said, they said, Hey, our friend who like goes to UC, but isn't here right now because of COVID. Um, she's coming into town. You should hang out with us tonight. So then in their, from their point of view, they text knock, me that. Knock, knock. And then I knock on the door. I'm just like, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but, You're like Kramer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I walk in, we're just like hanging out. I had planned to just like hang out there for a second before like walking home. Um, mm-hmm. But also one of them had just um, quit halfway through a cheeseburger that they didn't want to finish. And they were just like, I'm already known as <laughs> the leftovers it. guy. So I was like, I'll eat that burger. And they were just like, of course, Jay shows up within like 20 seconds of somebody not finishing food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, I just got the feeling that someone around here wasn't going to finish something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, did I tell you about the, uh, that reminds me, did I tell you about the beef fat thing? The beef fat? Yeah, so one of my friends... You're not talking about the band you had in high school, right? No, not that. Um, okay. Essentially, what happened was, um, one of my roommates eats a lot of beef, specifically in like a good cut of beef that has like fat trimmings around the edge. He's a healthy fella, uh-huh. so he slices off the hunks of fat. and um, Coward. Yeah. No, not a coward. I, don't, <laughs> I was in the give and take of just doing a podcast, and I accidentally agreed that my roommate was a coward. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I saw that, oh, there's some chunks of beef attached to those chunks of fat they sliced off of, as well as the fact that I love beef fat. So I was like, hey, man, you're going to eat that beef I fat? I beef fat. <laughs> I need a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> but, um... But I was like, hey, you going to eat that beef fat? And he was like, I might have cooked with it or something, but I mean, I'm not sure. And I'm just like, oh, well, if you're going to use it, like, hang on to it. But I just really hope that that beef fat gets eaten. And if you don't eat it, I will. So um, <laughs> he gave me his beef fat. And now it's happened, like, more than once. So, like, I don't really know where this, like, 
symbiotic relationship is going. Or I guess it's more of a parasitic relationship. But um, <laughs> I really... Well, I don't know. He doesn't want it. And then you make use of it. It's like... Uh, What's the one where it's like... Know, what kind of relationship is that? Somebody, one person gains, but the other person doesn't care. Like, that's not symbiosis. That's just like... Biosis. biosis. Ooh. From my end, we said that at the exact <laughs> same time. Um... <laughs> But, uh, it's like the fish that, like, clean the whale. Well, no, but the whale gets clean. Yeah, I guess that's true. What if, I mean, maybe some whales don't care about being clean. It would have to be, like, the whale secretes some sort of, like, oil that, like, makes another fish really healthy. And then that those fish, like, sucking on the whale, but, like, the oil doesn't harm the whale. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, we'll table it. We'll table it. <laughs> um, so, anyways. Uh... So I wanted to hang out with them at some point in the night, but then also I'd already made plans to hang out with my roommates. So there were two different happenings happening this evening. Um, so as soon as I get back, I like shower up, get ready for the evening. We're going to walk to a friend's apartment um, near us. Put on your evening gown. I, I did. Well, I actually did get all gussied up. I put on a, uh, a Henley and a flannel. So I was dressed to the nines. <laughs> but... <laughs> So we walk to the apartment. On the way, I was like, I should buy some uh, something alcoholic to drink because we're in college. It's what we do. Um, so we were near Joey's Deli or Joey's Delicatessen store. Classic. Yeah. So I stopped in and I was like, you know what? It's been a long week. I'm going to get a sidewalk slammer. Oh, <laughs> heck yeah. Yeah. So um, do you, would Ooh, you like to explain the sidewalk slammer for our listeners who don't know? Yeah, I'd love to. I actually had a story this past week about sidewalk slams. No way! <laughs> this works perfectly. Yeah, so I was at uh, I was out to eat with a bunch of people from work, and we were getting drinks, and this one guy ordered a sidewalk a... slammer. <laughs> yeah, no, he ordered a what do you call it? Like a Guinness, a Guinness and cider or something? Never heard of it. Have you ever heard of this? Nope. Okay, yeah. Neither did the waiter because they brought him a Guinness and a cider. And he was like, what the heck? Like, what is this? And then he had to explain it to the waiter. And he's like, no, it's fine. Like, I understand. And then the waiter walked away. And he was like, I mean, everyone should, like, people know what this is. Like, he should have known that what it, known what that is. Yeah. And all of us were just like, I've never heard of this before. But yeah, it's like you mix half, half a Guinness and half a cider. And apparently it like... Hmm. I could see how that could work. Yeah, Guinness is, like, like, a not very, like, aggressively flavored beer. It's just, like, dark. So I could see that working. Yeah, so it, I feel like it would almost be, like, a sweet-ish stout, which could be very interesting. So I kind of want to try it I sometime. mean, a lot of them are sweet anyways. But, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so he got that. I was like, oh, that reminds me of a drink that we used to do in college. The <laughs> Sidewalk Slammer. And they almost were like, as classy. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, oh, what is that? And I was like... Well, first you get a 40, you know, like a Colt 45 or something, and then you get a four loco, and then you drink half the 40, and then you very delicately pour the four loco into the 40, and then you multiply four times 40, and you're on level like 800 or something, and then... (laughs) Sorry. And yeah, then you the sweetness, the extreme sugariness from the four loco really balances out the bitterness of the forty, and it's great. I think it's the equivalent of like six and a half beers, and you drink it in like half an hour, and then you're good for the night. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I didn't. It's been a while since I bought one of those. Less than seven dollars. 
I know. It's so efficient. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. And it's like the perfect amount of alcohol. No, yeah. It sounds like something that you do just because you're dumb and in college and like slightly masochistic. But it's honestly one of my preferred ways to like consume a decent amount of alcohol. Because like, I don't know. We're not the kinds of guys who like go like completely off the handle very often. But like mm-hmm. we do enjoy strapping on a hard buzz every now and then, especially when you're yeah. in college. So, I uh, I I actually genuinely enjoy them. Like they don't. T- I've started to come around to the taste of malt liquor, and <laughs> like a four loco is too sweet for me. But mixed with half of a forty is like one of the perfect levels of sweet in my book for like yeah. an alcoholic drink. Um, and nobody that i've ever talked to has ever even remotely heard of this but i love that the one time you went to joey's deli to get the ingredients the first time you like asked someone there didn't you yeah so actually i was at the 7-eleven uh near daniel's hall oh okay so i wasn't awoken to to joey's yet or at least i knew it's of its existence i just was so far away from it but so i went to a 7-eleven right. and i had the 40 in my hand and i said i like was sitting there looking at the four locos i'd never bought one before but I was like, <laughs> I leaned to the guy next to me. And I said, hey, which one of these is good to mix with a 40? And then he said, blue. <laughs> Just like immediately had the answer yeah. ready. And I was like, oh, my man. And uh, funny thing, when you mix the blue one with the, the slightly um, golden brown uh, malt liquor, it does look like Listerine. So it's a little off-putting there. <laughs> but it's honestly a complimentary flavor in my opinion. But, um, but anyways, was, were you done with your uh, Sidewalk Slammer story? Um, I also do just want to take a second to appreciate the fact that, like, the go-to place where we got alcohol in college and now you get alcohol in college is Joey's Deli. Like, (laughs) it doesn't sound like... (laughs) I don't know. It's a convenience store. They sell no deli products. No. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. But I I just love that. Oh, yeah. But it's great. Because you go in there and it's like, a lot of places are named, like, so-and-so's something or other. But then Joey's Deli... Joey's behind the counter nine times out of ten. And you just walk in, and you're like, hey, Joey, how yeah. you doing? It's great guy. Yeah, and he's awesome. He's, like, so nice. Yeah, no, he's the, yeah, he's the best. Great place. So, um, this episode sponsored by Joey's Deli. Dude, if we could get Home Joey's Deli to be a sponsor. Slammer. Oh, man. But part <laughs> of the Sidewalk Slammer that I've never partaken in, I don't know if you have, but you finish it, Partook? and then you slam the bottle on the sidewalk. <laughs> Oh, no, never have... Actually, we have a little lessons learned from that one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Do tell. <laughs> there was one night that um, Kyle... He wasn't doing a sidewalk slammer. I think it was a bottle of wine. Oh, geez. I don't really know. But Kyle finished a bottle and then, like, smashed it against a cement wall and absolutely, like, severed his hand. No. Not severed his <laughs> hand. <laughs> but, like, guys, deep... <laughs> <laughs> but like a deep deep wound on his hand like in his thumb yeah um and then that was the night that like i forget the girl maybe kyle was dating at the time was like freaking out and then mike who is no matter how drunk he is is always capable of doing anything mm-hmm. like immediately takes kyle inside bandages up his hand so that it like stops bleeding and like it's all good and then the next morning um kyle's like oh by the way mike thanks for bandaging up my hand and mike's like i don't remember bandaging up your hand nice (laughs) (laughs) but then yeah so the lesson learned that night was when you're gonna smash a bottle don't smash throw yeah so you like release it from your hand you like fist palmed the bottle into a wall 
No, I think he like held it by the neck and smashed it against oh, the wall. Oh yeah, no, that's still and somehow if you're clenched on the bottle. Somehow neck, like yeah. it reverberated and then yeah. Well if you break damaged. the bottle, it's damaged all shattering. Closed. So then like he's at that point you're holding glass shards in your hand. I can yeah, no. Rookie mistake. Um mm-hmm. No, but I've never done that part, but it does explain why there's so much broken glass on Stratford Avenue and, like, Victor Street. All those yeah. streets, really. Um, I was also going to say, I feel like smashing bottles in public areas is just doing a disservice to the community. Yeah, it's really not great. I call crushed glass a Clifton gravel at this point, but, um... <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I digress. So, I, um, I bought the sidewalk slammer, we went over to the friend's apartment, and, um... Evening's going great. I uh, drank the first half of the 40. People were asking me what it tasted like the whole evening because, like, you just don't see 40s as often as other uh, drinks. Mm-hmm. And I always describe it as, like, slightly sweeter corn beer because that's basically what it is chemically, I'm pretty sure. Um, some, chemically. Some uh, beer aficionados can correct me on that one. But I believe it's, like, a corn mash <laughs> that you, like, basically make beer out of. So it's, like, a little bit sweeter if you, like, hunt for it. But, um... Interesting. But yeah, so... First half of the 40 went down smooth. Poured in the four loco. I went for fruit punch this time instead of my usual Interesting. blue. I preferred it, honestly. Um, oh. Also, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but there's a method. There's like a trick for pouring um, like a four loco into a bottle or really anything into any other small necked vessel. Um, Is it so called a funnel? You, well, no, no, no. So you get like a chopstick or like a straw or anything that's like a tube that you can fit. I think I used like, what did I use? I may have used a pencil even. I think I've used a pencil before. I think I used a chopstick this time. But you put it into okay. the neck of the bottle, and I like to hold it so that it's not touching the neck of the bottle at all. So, like, you can steady your hand on the bottle if you want and, like, hold the chopstick just, like, into the container. Like, so, in this case, the 40. Okay. Then, if you pour it, as long as the liquid hits the chopstick at some point, it goes into the bottle and doesn't spill. What? Yeah, you should try it sometime. It, like, works like a charm. That sounds like witchcraft. Yeah, it's great. My uh, my freshman roommate showed me it because his mom is like a chemist, I think, and like she uses that trick oh. all the time. So nice. Yeah, so that's a trick you can take to the bank, and they'll be like, "Hey, why do you bring a forty and a four loco to the bank?" And you'll be like, "Shut up, it's Friday." <laughs> um, Shut up, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so anyways, um, so I'm drinking the sidewalk slammer. We're having a grand old time. I I kind of lost track of time, as you sometimes do when drinking a sidewalk slammer. Because I had like a third yeah. left or like maybe a quarter and uh, it was going on one o'clock. It was like 1250 and I was like, shoot, I don't stay up very late. So like I need to get to the other house if I want to see those folks. <coughs> so then I, <coughs> no, sorry, bless you. <laughs> I should have sneezed right into the mic. That would have been funny. That would have been real, real cute. Um, but no, so <laughs> I realized I need to finish this quick if I want to go see my other friends at the other house. So I polish off the sidewalk slammer as fast as I could. I put on all my winter gear and I say, oh, that's uh, desk hit number three. Sorry, listeners. Um, I put on all my winter <laughs> gear and I'm like, I need to get to that house stat. So literally, I think I still had a backpack full of like some beer because I brought that just in case anybody wanted it. So with a backpack full of beer and like wearing like a big old coat and jeans and leather boots, I sprinted for like a mile to the other house oh no <laughs> like i was going for it i was run- i was just in the zone and i was you you've gotten in sprinty moods many an evening you've told oh me yeah about for it. sure yeah sometimes you just want to be where you're going yeah that makes sense um <laughs> when you're at that phase in the night so Checks i ran out. there because they texted me they said jay so you're not coming like it's fine but like we just want to make sure at like 12 55 right as i was finishing and i said <laughs> oh no i'm coming so then <laughs> 
I run there. 1 a.m., the night is young. Yeah, so I roll in, and I'm, like, panting in my winter coat. And they're just like, hey, Jay, like, that was quick again for today. <laughs> and I was like, you're goddamn right, it was quick. I ran here. Like, <laughs> So then um, had a great time hanging out with them. Stayed up way too late. I went to bed at, like, 3.30 a.m. that night. Um, Jeez. Yeah, which I'm, like, a... I like drinking early kind of guy so that I can go to bed at like 12. That's my move. Um, mm-hmm. But so then I um, I did not sleep in, as you may have suspected. I woke up at 8 a.m. to go for a 12 and a half mile run with the boys. Yeah, that's just kind of how it goes <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, and I was a little worried I uh, wouldn't feel great. But you know what? Sometimes the sidewalk slams you. Sometimes you slam the sidewalk. And uh, I think I slammed the sidewalk this time because I woke up, felt a little gross. It was definitely a moment where I was, like, holding onto the sink, just, like, looking at myself in the mirror. Like, my eyes were really red, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you piece of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there so many times. But then I rinsed my face, ate a banana, put on my warm clothes. And then, well, before I went to bed, I texted, my, uh, I texted Jack because I knew I was running with him in the morning. And I said, I just want to put uh-huh. it on record that I'm going to bed right now. And then I woke up. And he texted me, hey, you up? And I said, goddamn right I'm up. Wouldn't miss a long run with the boys for the world. <laughs> so then went out, yes. went to the long run with a couple of freshmen who are new to the club. And I had one of the greatest long runs of my life. We averaged, uh, I think, 6.54 for 12 and a half miles. And that was... Holy bajoli. Yeah, we cut down from like 7.10 at the beginning to like 6.30 mid by the end. It was wow. absurd. Yeah, I'm always, I am often astonished at how little getting horribly drunk the night before affects my running sometimes. Yeah. Because, yeah, I did the same thing last weekend at Savannah. We were out dancing until 3 a.m., and then we woke up at 9, and I did a 15-mile progressive run. And it, like, went the same as progressive runs that I do on normal weekends. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this one might be a little slow on account of how this weekend's gone. Because I got really drunk Friday and Saturday and then did the long run <laughs> Sunday and just hit, like, the same splits as usual. Yeah, dude. It's being in your 20s. I think that's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm never stopping this. No, yeah. But, uh, so, I was, there was uh, talk of um, more festivities going on Saturday night. And I was kind of half-hearted about it, you know. Like, I'd had a good run and I was kind of r- riding that energy. But uh, mm-hmm. then, towards the latter half of the day, uh, the combination of at going to bed at 4 o'clock Friday morning, waking up at 8, and then having a three-hour nap in the middle of the day, but then staying up till 3 a.m., waking up at 8, and going for a long run, it all caught up to me real quick. And I was just, I was <laughs> wearing a sweatshirt, no pants, and watching anime that evening. Let me tell you, it was glorious. <laughs> Oh, yes. That's the best way to end that kind of streak. No, I was, it's like, I was so excited to just be lazy at home that night. And it was, it was great. But then, um, mm-hmm. then Sunday I watched exactly 0% of the Super Bowl and, uh, did a bunch of homework. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, what was this? Was this Sunday right after Savannah? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Maybe. I don't know. I had a day off, and I spent the entire day, almost the entire day, watching Attack on Titan Season 2 with Sydney. Nice. So we got all the way through that. We're on Season 3 now. Dude, Season 2 is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, 
But yeah, that's all I did this weekend. Did you have a lot going on? Um, no, not really. What happened? I worked. No, we had Saturday off. That's when we watched all of the Attack on Titan. And then Sunday I worked, but nobody was really there. Um, and then Sunday night they started taking apart the reactor. So then I worked yesterday, and it was all sorts of havoc. And then <laughs> today sure. is my fatigue day. Nice. Do you feel fatigued? Yeah. Um, no, actually. It's always weird on the first week because it's like you get the weekend off, and then it's like, okay, and then Tuesday is your fatigue day. So I'm like, okay, so I work Monday, and then... <laughs> well, that's nice. That but then now that I'll roll into it. Does it make up um, for the... Ooh, uh, I do. Sorry. I was going to say, does it make up for the uh, three weeks that they robbed you of? <laughs> Not to put a yeah. sour note on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm over it. Are you, though? anyways i do have one story from work which is so um every power plant has a cafeteria some cafeterias are better than others but usually once an outage starts they'll have the cafeteria open 24 7 because people are working 24 7 so people need food you know yeah and everyone's working different shifts they have their breaks at different times it's yeah so it's just beneficial to have the cafeteria open 24 7 so, wait, is this just some random cafeteria staff that they're just like, all right, boys, we're pulling all-nighters now, like, because they don't, <laughs> they don't, like, outage the plants that often, and I can't imagine that the staff is very used to doing 24 hours. Well, I mean, uh, the contractors, like, everyone that comes in for the outage is contractors, all the radiation uh, protection staff, all of the FME staff, like, even we are contractors, so I'm assuming they have, like, cafeteria contractors, too. So then when they're not contracting work, it's just a bunch of, like, teenagers just sitting in there, like, playing paddle ball? Well, no, because the cafeteria still operates for just the people that are regularly staffed there. Okay. So. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, this plant has taken the opposite approach this outage, where instead of opening the cafeteria up to more hours, they have completely closed the cafeteria. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> Yeah, which I'm assuming is somehow for COVID reasons, but they had it open for the three weeks leading up to it, and they were like, rather than you getting your food, we have the, like, cafeteria staff, like, put the food in a tray for you and then give you the tray. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what the deal is, but basically they closed the cafeteria. So instead, um, in the cafeteria, I think they're having the staff, like, assemble, like, brown bag lunches. And just put them out on the tables, and you can go by and grab a, a bag lunch. Um, so for us, we have like 60 people on, on our little like bubble. So we just go there once every day, get 60 brown bag lunches, and bring them back. Anyways, um, the brown bag lunches, believe it or not, are not very high quality. Mm. So it's always, you have your main course, which is either like a hamburger, not a cheeseburger, a hamburger. Um, or they had like hot dogs one day that i heard were like borderline raw (laughs) or what was another one they had corn dogs they had corn dogs one day i just want to like pontificate for a moment Mm -hmm. difference between a cheeseburger and a hamburger okay cheeseburger it's a beef patty with cheese on it Yeah, yeah it makes sense no cheese everyone goes off the rails and they're just like is this ham (laughs) like, <laughs> like, what point was that the leap? That why wouldn't it just be a burger or like a beef burger? 
like everything else is like a bison burger or like a salmon burger but there's like oh if there's you no know, cheese on beef it's ham i've never thought about that because ham is from a pig right ham is a separate meat that'd be like if i said that like oh a turkey burger with no like tomato on it is a salmon burger yeah that really doesn't make any sense do you think they used to be made with ham oh man dude the beef market definitely had a hostile takeover if that's the case like because cheeseburgers are huge (laughs) (laughs) and also does an actual ham hamburger exist because you have a ham sandwich wait 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 wait, wait. there's a city called hamburg isn't there yeah that's probably it something and there's also a beer called hams i bet you there's some sort of german trickery going on and probably those tricky germans (laughs) yeah no there's something it's the Germans. The Germans are up to something. <laughs> Wait, Ambaga is French, right? I think that's a Pink Panther quote, actually. Ambaga, yeah. <laughs> Ambaga. But also, I'm wondering, like, if you made a pork burger, that would probably be pretty good, right? Like pulled pork? I guess you have pulled pulled pork. Well, there's like a... All the pork things are sandwich. You get a ham sandwich, a pulled pork sandwich, a bacon sandwich. Um, There's also... They have, like... I think they did... On Good Mythical Morning, you remember when they were cooking on the toilet? Those were uh, pork burgers. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're still good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we got to the bottom of that one. Yeah, very niche Actually, quote. no, we didn't. Anyway, have to do some. Uh, we just chalked it up to, to the Germans research. and then moved on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. If anybody knows and cares to share with us, write us an email. Yeah, weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. If we have any German listeners. Oh, I thought. Sorry, real quick podcasting note. You need to say the email when you're introing every week. Moving on. The lunches were garbage. All right. As as well as I've been nailing the intro, I'll try to work that in yeah. <laughs> since I already have it locked down. Oh, man. But yeah, so the lunches are garbage. They come with the main course, whatever it might be that day, and then a bag of chips mm-hmm. and a cookie. And you can either get, like, uh, basically a... Uh, I don't even know what brand it is, but it's like a chocolate chip cookie that just tastes like chemicals. Or you can get Oreos. Is it Little Debbie? So I'm like, I don't even think it's that. Large it's some Deborah. Random fringe thing. <laughs> Large Deborah. <laughs> so, anyways, all of this to say, I have made sure that every day we put the box of bag lunches in my cubicle, so that everyone has to come to my cubicle to get them. Not that I really care, but that way, at the end of the day. I can take all the leftovers, throw away the main course, and then I have just been amassing this stockpile of chips and Oreos. Oh, man. Yeah, you sent us a picture of that, and I was wondering how you were navigating uh, the situation to get that many chips and Oreos. Yeah, that's how I've been navigating it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> because, yeah, at the end of the day, we just throw away, like, I don't know, 20 lunches every day. Yeah. And I'm like, this is really stupid. Like, this whole situation, how they've decided to handle the food at this outage is really stupid. But at least I'm going to profit. I'm going to drive home with, like, a trunk full of chips, basically. Oh, man. <laughs> and then I think Sydney's going to fall in love with me all over again. Yeah, screw getting paid double time. I'm raking in the Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then also, I've already hit the point where I'm like, I gotta stop eating so many chips, man. (laughs) This isn't good for me. Because it's like, normally I wait till I'm hungry, and then I'll eat a full lunch. Mm -hmm. But now, it's just any time I'm a little hungry, I have a bag of chips. You just have an IV of chips hooked up to you at all times. (laughs) Pretty much. So, that's my main development at work. Yeah. Um, If I may, was that your last update before we hop into the main topic? Yeah, I have, yeah, 
Wait, no, it wasn't. Oh, jeez. So, uh... Sifting through your three bullet points? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so this is just update on New Year's resolutions, because we always gotta call back to that. We gotta keep the listeners updated. Oh, yeah. So today... Yeah, today I decided to do a one-mile time trial. So I did my two-mile one, remember? And I basically tied my goal. Mm -hmm. Um, So today I went to do my one-mile time trial, and I did not feel that great because I was exhausted from yesterday. And I don't really know. But And I was thinking of packing it in, but I was like, just do it. You never know when you're going to do well. So then I ran the mile, and 454. So still whipping out those sub fives. Nice. I think the goal was 453. So that's pretty on par with the two mile results. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I think I wa- the reason my goals were so easy mm-hmm. is because you were basing really it bad on, after high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm basing it on my uh, college PRs, you know. Mm-hmm. But the distances I picked were the mile, the two mile, and the 5K. And in college. You're on the 1500, the 3K, and the 8K. True. So I was like, hmm, maybe the reason these are so bad is because these are not the races that I ran constantly in college. Yeah. So I put in to my calculator, I put in my 8K PR, which then is much better. So I'm going to readjust those goals. Fair. And actually have to work for them. Nice. <laughs> you sure you don't want to just keep but taking them off? Yeah, well, I mean, it's a good, like, checkpoint, kind of, yeah. but, yeah. Um, one thing that I was thinking about was, how humbling do you think it would be for you to run a 1600 against sophomore year of high school Brian? Oh, I would be <laughs> so sad. Because that kid is, what, 15? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you would just get destroyed by a 15-year-old boy. No, not a speck of hair on his face. Not a care in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've thought about that a lot. It's like 15, 16-year-olds seem so young, but so many people peak at that age athletically. It's crazy. Which is astounding. Oh, man. But, so you're going to update those goals. Sounds like a plan. That's the last thing I had to talk about. Well, alrighty. Um, I did want to talk about one thing real quick before we get into it. Um, it, your Oreo store reminded me of it. At the uh, apartment Friday night when I was hanging out with folks, I ran into a kindred spirit as far as my consumption of Oreos goes. I don't know if I've been really upfront with you about it, but I've been eating a lot more Oreos lately. They're like my treat that I have. Okay. Um, like most nights of hard homework will end with me like eating. I'll explain my system now. Um, I'll get one glass of oat milk, and then I'll have the whole container of Oreos. I know what you're thinking. Jay, you have no self-control. How can you, like, stand to have the whole container of Oreos there? Wait, a whole, like, tray? Yeah. In one sitting. Let me continue. So, I get the whole <laughs> tray, and then I, I don't have as much self-control when it comes to eating, but I am very good at following systems. So, I cannot stand eating Oreos without milk. So... I will eat however many Oreos it takes for me to finish the milk. Because I also, like, drink it in between bites. Um, okay. And then, by the time the milk's done, I have just enough willpower to not refill the milk and therefore eat no more Oreos. So I only eat, like, four to six Oreos in a sitting. Oh, 
I thought the way you said that at the beginning was that you ate the whole tray of Oreos in one sitting. No, I get the whole tray. Yeah, okay. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. And you're like, no, I have a system, so it's fine. I'm like, if your system is to eat one full tray, so I, get I don't one, think you're... I tilt my chin up, and then I get the entire sleeve lined up with my esophagus <laughs> and shove it down one sleeve at a time. <laughs> Just like Shaggy from uh, Scooby-Doo style with the really tall sandwich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you were like, I don't have self-control, but I am good at following systems. And I'm like, Jay, I don't think this system has... <laughs> It requires you to have any self-control. Yeah. You're eating Oreos until they are gone. That's not a system. <laughs> no, yeah. But this, uh, so this girl, she's, uh, one of my former roommate's best friends. She eats Oreos in the exact same way that I do. So she gets the one glass of milk and she's just like, oh no, if you refill the milk, you're screwed. I'm just like, oh, trust me. I've been there. I've refilled the milk and I regretted <laughs> it. But, um, <laughs> so also we were talking about how different milks soak the Oreos different rates because we both enjoy a saturated Oreo that's not completely soggy but not completely crunchy so then mm -hmm. she was talking about how we neither of us drink cow's milk anymore really but then no other milks soak an oreo the same way it's like cow's milk perfect soak in seven seconds every time mm -hmm. other milks you can hold it in there for 30 seconds and it's still going to be crunchy i don't know why i think that's something to do with fat um hmm. That is really weird. Who knows? Yeah, because... Uh, I was going to say, maybe you just think cow milk is perfect because that's the only milk we've ever used. No, yeah. I've and that, like, set the standard. 2% soaks it slower, but eventually will soak it to the right degree. Whole milk does it in 7 seconds. Oat milk, you just have to chomp it at a certain point. Which is a, a damn <laughs> shame because I really, really love the taste of, of oat milk now. Because it's just, like, it's my favorite milk. I drink it exclusively. Yeah, um, there's another guy at work that was telling me he switched to oat milk recently and is like head over heels for it. Oh, and I'm like, I love it. my brother said the same thing. I'm like, I might have to get like a carton of oat milk, especially yeah. while I'm on expenses just to see what all the hype's about. But I'm worried I won't be able to go back. Well, that's the thing. I've one thing that I've been trying to do is um, I'm like really, really uh, I wouldn't say miserly, but frugal, I think would be the right word. Um, mm hmm not to the degree of you as i'll like explain but like i have been trying to be less frugal in places where i think it makes sense to be less frugal so like groceries i'm still never gonna buy name brand but if i'm gonna if it's like a healthier ingredient then i'll get it i'll spring for it whatever, no matter how much of a markup it is like i think oat milk mm -hmm. is maybe isn't quite twice as expensive but like close to it as like regular yeah. milk yeah but at the end of the day it's like Okay, so cow's milk. It's homogenized with, like, thousands of cows and then, like, however many hormones it has in it and just all sorts of, like, it's just a lot of, like, factory farming nonsense that, like, makes, contributes to it not being the greatest for you. Also, like, we're not really supposed to process dairy from what I've heard. Um, just all that kind of amounts to I don't drink a crap ton of milk, so might as well just get the thing that I enjoy and that is better for me, you know? Yeah. But anyways. Well, are you saying they don't factory farm oat milk? You're saying they're hand milking these oats? Yeah, and also it's not homogenized. Each entire half gallon is one oat. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they are GMO intensive because this one oat is like massive. Like it's like, <laughs> I'm talking, it's one three pound oat. <laughs> but it's a healthy oat. Yeah. <laughs> Homegrown. Yeah. What is it? I think somebody asked me about my milk preferences lately, and I like described it by like, oh, I've been suckling at the teat of the oat. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, man. But, uh... <laughs> That'll make friends. <laughs> no, yeah, and it also simultaneously completely swears people off of oat milk, so there's more for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, don't know what that is, but I am never going to try it. Did you say something about oat teat? <laughs> <laughs> never heard three T's pronounced so exclusively. Um, but anyways... <laughs> oat teat? <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so, let's talk about music, why don't we? We got, like, what, ten minutes left in the podcast now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this may be a do you, you have time it's your fatigue day i don't have time but i yeah. love talking about music so this may be a long one again folks sorry about it um but i want to talk about music this week just because i don't know it's something i always love talking about and i feel like we haven't really dug into it in a while yeah and i think this idea was spurned because i many weeks ago said i wanted to start doing a song of the week suggestion <laughs> and how great and that's then, worked out <laughs> Yeah, the first week I said it literally got cut off as I was saying the song. <laughs> and then the next week, I forget what happened. I don't know. Basically, we haven't been doing it. No. So we were like, you know what? Forget it. We're not good at holding ourselves to like weekly things. Yeah. So we're just going to have one episode dedicated to us talking about music. Yeah, no, for real. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think I might recommend a song at the end of this still. Okay because i want to and hey if i remember it then who's to stop me um but anyways so i kind of wanted to start by walking through my timeline of how i've interacted with music throughout my life um feel free to interject at any point because you oftentimes had a very strong hand in uh how this worked out <laughs> so yeah um so my first how it all works out yeah my first window of time uh, i see the little reference to Fauja or whatever what's her name <laughs> I think it's Fosia. Fosia. It's like Hosier or Hosier. Hoosier. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> table it. Table it. So my first window of time, was that an inside burp that I heard? Did you like have some weird intestinal noises coming at me? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you can't get anything past these microphones, Brian. Don't shame me. <laughs> I hope it shows up on the recording. Um, but anyways, so my first window of time that I have is 1999 to 2011. Um, oh wow i'm not gonna ensure that i listened to music in that first week of life that was in 99 but um <laughs> it started with barney's i love you you love me yeah so that was really big for me um that followed me into 2000 actually but no so um basically until i sort of had agency over like my own music library it was really um my musical tastes were defined by dad and his cds and then yeah uh you and the sisters whatever you guys were listening mm -hmm. to um well mine was also just influenced by the sisters yeah. i don't think i was really seeking out any music at this point no yeah so from dad i kind of it was i always associated with riding down to grandma's in the maroon dodge durango and listening to uh -huh. cds of like nickelback and shine down and lifehouse like a lot yep. of and like green day a lot of real like gritty somewhat yeah. polarizing rock <laughs> i remember being little and thinking that dad listened to one singer yeah no because like, they were all the same like to me. creed yeah like all oh, of them man, just have creed. that like kind of gravelly voice yeah i was like these are all the same guy and then i was like oh no this is like five different bands that all sound exactly the same yeah so it was like a combination of that and like all the other stuff that was popular in the 2000s <clears> so like <throat> big sean and like eminem were really big i feel like in my memory yeah but um I yeah, I had Eminem songs memorized when I was like eight. Yeah. Which I don't think is good. It's pretty crummy, man. <laughs> A quote from an Eminem song that was censored. Um Yeah. But anyways, so 
I remember starkly at the end of that time period, so the 2012 barrier, was when I came into the world. I think I was entering middle school at that time. And I was like, ah, oh, hey, guys, everybody likes uh, likes Nickelback, right? Like, we're all down for this? <laughs> <laughs> and then the world just gave me the right hook across the jaw. And there's like, no Nickelback. <laughs> so I, uh, I quickly closeted all my feeling for Nickelback because some of their songs are, like, fun to sing and, like, fun to listen to. Like, yeah, I'd say I would never just pop one on now, but like if it comes on at a party, I am so psyched to just scream those lyrics. Yeah, for sure. And it went from like, I feel like people did like it when Nickelback was new, but then people were like, oh, Nickelback, I don't know. At some point people stopped liking Nickelback, but then it became a meme and now people are like, oh yeah, Nickelback's a meme to say that they're awful, but, like, they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Or, like, they have some good songs. No. Like, I, if you play Photograph at a party, everyone's gonna lose it. Oh, yeah. No, I believe that many, many more people are closeted Nickelback fans than would admit it. For sure. Yeah. Because you play that at a bar, everyone's singing it. Like, mm-hmm. even, like, Rockstar. Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. No, so... That's a crowd pleaser. Yeah. So, obviously, say what you want about the band's questionability. I think there's a lot of, like, claims that they're, like, very unoriginal, but... People will sing their songs, and they know the lyrics, so. I was listening to Photograph recently, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Do tell. And um, I was listening to the lyrics, and I was like, this could totally just be a Chainsmokers song if you changed the vibe. Oh, yeah. Fair. Like, the lyrics are Chainsmokers lyrics, but it's a rock song. Yeah, don't tell our uh, Chainsmokers uh, crossover fan base. With the Weekly okay. Wilson, because they probably won't be pleased. Unless uh, unless there's a very high correlation to Chainsmokers and Nickelback fans, which we might have stumbled across something here. Um, yeah. But anyways. I put my money on that. Yeah. So the next phase of my musical uh, digestion was 2012 to 2015. So this is like the middle school getting into early high school phase of my life. Um, mm-hmm. This was when I started to download entire albums. So there was like a slight phase in between like 2010 2011 2012 where i had an ipod and i would like download individual songs from the internet we would use mm-hmm. youtube to mp3 to get them on yep um and i would just get a <laughs> that bunch was of post limewire days yeah i never caught on with limewire but uh so i basically was just getting a bunch of random songs that i enjoyed um but then around 2012 2015 time period i started to download entire albums so that was when i first really started to get into artists like pick which ones i liked so i remember like downloading a bunch of Christina Perry songs, like Standalone. That was kind of before I started doing albums. But um, then also, nice. I think the first person I ever, the first artist I was ever really into was Passenger. The first one that I actually yeah. like, listened to of my own accord. So I forget what year that would have been. It would have been your senior year of high school, I think, or maybe junior year. But um, there was one song by Passenger that was big. It was uh, Let Her Go. And then I was like, right. yeah, I was like, I really like this artist. I'm going to see what that album is. And then I eventually just started downloading, like, all of his albums. And, like, he would come out with a new mm-hmm. one, and I would be excited. I would listen to it. Like, that was my first big, like, love affair with, like, an artist, a musical artist, I'd say. Have I told you one of the th- songs of the week that's on my list is Passenger just released a new album? Really? Yeah, huh. in 2021. No, yeah, I haven't listened yeah. to, like, their, I don't think I've listened <laughs> to, like, maybe even the past three albums from Passenger. Yeah, they start to get kind of repetitive. Yeah, after a while. But this one I really liked. It, it, I don't know. I find with a lot of music, it's like you have to listen to it like two or three times mm-hmm. before you can start to feel like you like it. Yeah. Unless it's a pop song. I don't know. Fair. 
Um, yeah, there's definitely like, well, I'll get into it later. But, um, so essentially that period was just like when I first really started to like, like a song and then downloaded an entire album. So that was like cool. Cause I really mm-hmm. started to get into some artists. I think that was around like my black keys phase and like Macklemore, okay. Macklemore. I think, I think I like introduced that method of music to you because I remember starting to do that. I think like I would, cause I used to do individual songs and then I would be like, Ooh, I wonder if there's more songs like this. And then I would look into the artists and the albums and then I would just be like, I want to get a whole album and I want to listen to the whole album. I think you might have to chalk this one up to me, actually. I, vi- I vividly remember you saying, like, oh, you got the whole album? And I was like, yeah, I like the artist and, like, some of the songs I've never heard before. And you were just like, I like that. Maybe I should listen to whole albums. Hmm. I feel, I've, How vividly do you remember like, that? Like, I remember taking such great pride that I was just like, Andrew thinks it's cool the way I listen to music? Like... Yeah, that might be accurate. Because I was thinking it also might have started with, I was really into Mac Miller. And I remember him releasing an album and me going to Target and buying the physical album. I remember that for sure. That's the only album I've ever bought. Yeah. So that <laughs> was definitely, Park. Yeah, that was definitely before I started downloading entire albums at a time. But um, That yeah. would make sense if you started doing it in middle school that you did it first. Because I remember my middle school music tastes were still very primitive not like digging deep to anything it was very poppy i remember it was defined by like flow rida and <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> just stuff like that i do remember being at did you ever go to the light yes yeah at the auditorium <laughs> i remember Basically being a nightclub there. for 12 year olds <laughs> i know that was uh i remember being there and realizing who justin bieber was for the first time oh geez because they were playing baby and then someone was like talking crap about Justin Bieber and I was like wait is this Justin B Be- is this that Justin Bieber guy I keep hearing about <laughs> and then he took off his and messenger like, cap and put on his reading glasses and looked at the music video <laughs> playing <laughs> yeah and then someone's like yeah and I'm like this is a guy and they're like yeah and I was like oh wow yeah which then also when I was running through the Walmart parking lot this morning as I do <laughs> They were playing Somebody to Love by Justin Bieber and Usher. Oh, jeez. And, yeah, it was, like, way throwback. But I was like, he does sound like a girl. And But then I was like, it's almost similar to how Michael Jackson was, like, a child singer. But also Michael Jackson was, like, six, wasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, but I think Jackson 5 was around. I forget. Justin, or, <laughs> wait, Michael Justin. Just, um, <laughs> Justin Jackson. <laughs> I think he didn't break away from Jackson 5 for a while. I could somebody could fact check that. If we do we have a Scotty in the studio? Yeah, look that up. Um we also <laughs> had an intern this week. Um but anyways, yeah. so basically I think it's kind of the same thing. It's like young boy vocalists are like very sought after. Like there'll be like entire young boy choirs because like young boys are found to have like very very good high-pitched voices. Um huh. Yeah, there's a whole movie about it, actually, that I watched once. It was odd. We watched it in music class. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But, no, I think it's very similar. And then Justin Bieber, honestly, just, like, aged, like, into it well, I feel like. Like, he yeah. he makes good songs still. Like, whether yeah, or not I like them relevant. is... Yeah, but he's... I don't know. Anyways. Um, also, during that time period, one of my big albums that I really listened to a lot was Overexposed by Maroon 5. Oh yes, that that's was a good one. Seventh grade cross country for me is just overexposed by Maroon Five. 
<laughs> um, but anywho, um, after that, so that lasted up until like 2015. So basically when I started high school, um, going from 2015 to 2018 was another phase, which this I like, is where you really went off the rails, isn't it? It's where it started. Um, so this was my <laughs> intense Pandora phase. So I listened oh, to, I love Pandora. Yeah. I listened to almost all my music on Pandora during these years and it was either really old jazz for homework purposes um so basically what happened there was i would put on just uh classical jazz um for like doing homework because i didn't know any of the words and a lot of the songs didn't even have words so then i could just like do my homework and not focus on it um what i failed to realize was that i did a lot of homework so then i just really really started to like old jazz um yeah yeah, and then you started to know the words. Yeah, and like know I would, the artists and stuff. Yeah, I'd get excited. I'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, Etta James is coming on the track!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's how that happened. So that's just one dimension of my musical taste that has endured until today. It went out for a little while, but it's back and bigger than ever. Um, yeah. So that was part of it. Aside from that, I remember there was um, oh, was it? Oh, there was one faithful day where uh mary dad's wife um she played um oh man what's the song by frankie valley um can't take my eyes off of you mm -hmm. and i loved that song immediately and i was like who is this so then it was frankie valley and i listened to frankie valley radio like almost exclusively i'm saying like thousands of songs in like the course of a few months like just so oh, much wow. time spent on that station so then i got really into the like the 60s and 70s like doo-wop stuff i feel like frankie valley is very polarizing you think i feel like yeah it's a type of music that you either love or you just do not like no yeah it's a lot of like uh i don't know i think somebody some people would describe them as show tunes but like it's um yeah kind of yeah it's i don't know i got really i just really think of, i just think of sherry <laughs> Yeah, there's some, like, other kind of dimensions, but it's not honestly not too uncharacteristic to describe it based on that. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, so I was really, really into that for a while. Um, but then there was another moment. It was, I think, junior year of high school. I remember I was pulling out of the dentist's parking lot that we parked at all throughout high school. And um, I had a song stuck in my head. I think it was um, Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. I had it stuck in my head. And I was like, you know what? I, uh, I want to hear that song. Or I guess, like, I don't really have any music on my phone. I'll just put on Bee Gees Pandora. First of all, the very first song was Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. So worked out great. Perfect. Yeah. But then I started listening to a bunch of Bee Gees radio, which was basically just all, like, 80s, like, in some 70s, like, disco type stuff. But then also I sort of morphed it into also containing, like, eagles and, like, basically being a pretty well-rounded just like 80s time period station mm -hmm. so that was another big one that came at me i think that also kind of coincided with me getting very much into the beatles and carol king because carol king just so happened to write a lot of the doo-wop songs that i like from the 60s and 70s and then she came out with her own stuff in the later 70s so yeah was really into all that stuff i was starting to connect the dots i had red yarn all over a corkboard but um but anyway so that was i like, feel like Sorry. I feel like disco and funk are two very vastly underrated categories. I love oh, yeah. funk music. No, if you get a good disco or funk song at a party, 
like with college kids these days like it'll kill because people just don't hear it and it's like super fun to listen to yeah and to dance to yeah and other people might not be as prone to dancing but like like some songs you hear and you're just like feel like i gotta move i feel like i gotta dance and i don't know if that's just us but oh that is it does not matter what the song is for me my friend i'm in the grocery store and they're playing elevator music and i'm like getting down (laughs) But um, grooving, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was a big phase for me because that lasted through till basically I started college was my uh, Pandora phase. Um, what marked the next change? So the 2018 to 2020 time period, I got my um, discount on Spotify from being at mm-hmm. university. So I was able to start like kind of curating what songs I want, put them on a list, listen to particular albums more easily. Before it was it was all determined by Pandora. So this is when um sort of what happened was is that the first songs I thought of were the kind of some of the weird ones like some of the jazz some of the folksier songs that I liked were the ones that I immediately mm-hmm. added to my Spotify. So then I feel like Spotify kind of pigeonholed me into what I like because yeah. then it was like oh so you like really weird stuff and like old jazz and like folksy stuff and I was like no yeah I really do like that but um not just that so. For a while there in that um, phase, it was like everything was pretty much, it, it eventually branched out, but it was all slow and like easy listening and like a lot of smooth sounds, a lot of jazz, but then also just like I had my famous uh, three, four, six, eight playlist. So any songs that were like in three, four time or six, eight time. Oh, um, yeah. If you've ever heard of Waltz, that's three, four. Um, but I was just really, really into it. I really liked just like chill music. And I was really enjoying it, but eventually I kind of got sick of that. Well, not sick of it, but I just kind of wanted more dimensions to what I was listening to. Like, I kind of like some higher energy songs, or like, at least not all just sort of chill, you know? Yeah. Which brings us to the most recent phase, which is um, 2020 to the present. Um, So lately, I've kind of been trying to ride that line of like old versus new, because I really, Mm -hmm. really like old songs, but... I also feel like it's my strong opinion that it's not that nobody's making good music these days or quote unquote good when like people from the past say no music is good these days. Yeah. Like people still make music that's similar to the old stuff. It's just that it's not as popular right now and you got to find it. So I'm like trying to ride that line. So like one thing is like I'm trying to get more into like hip hop. So like I'm really, really jamming to Kendrick Lamar these days. But then also I really like older like hip hop. So like one album that I'm listening to right now is by a guy named DJ Format from like 2003. Ooh, yeah, it's really goofy. But um, then which also- is funny that that's old hip hop for you because um, our cousin Robert is was actually like very into rap. Yeah. Um, growing up, and he like knows all of like I can't even really I'm not even gonna try to name the artists because like, I just embarrass myself. Notorious B.I.G. Tupac. Yeah. But he was really into all that stuff, and he loves all that. Oh, yeah. So it's funny, like, to him, that's just like, oh, this is the music I listened to growing up, and you're like, I'm listening to this old stuff. Well, it's because, in my mind, it's like, a lot of rap is, like, very, very poetic and, like, powerful. But then, mm-hmm. these days, it's like, a lot of it is so much, like, just the beat, and, like, making yeah. it, like, I don't know. Which isn't to say that there's none of that going on, because, like, Kendrick Lamar's album, Damn, is, like, one of the most, like hard-hitting like beats first of all but then also like all the lyrics are very powerful and i very much enjoy them and it's just like a great album overall highly recommend that album 
Um, I'm not like I love some, yeah I love listening to rap for the lyrics because yeah. a lot of times they're very clever a lot of times they're very like meaningful yeah but you just got to listen to the right songs and I know a lot of people don't like rap because they're like I can't understand the words I'm like well pay attention to the music yeah and also like, <laughs> like I've been listening to so there, I have a few songs off of damn on my workout mix that I listen to like almost mm-hmm. every day so I hear like one or two of his songs multiple times a week and i hear like i i comprehend a new like line of words almost every time just because it is fast but then yeah you'll like pick up on oh wait that's a double meaning there he means this and this like that's really cool Um, that's one of my favorite things about rap is like i'll still listen to mac miller songs that i've heard a million times and just like hear something a little differently and be like oh i've never caught that part before yeah and it's like you're it's like you're still it's still fresh. It mm-hmm. still feels new. Yeah. So another way I'm trying to balance that sort of new versus old is like so old stuff, I really, really love good like female jazz vocalists like Etta James, mm-hmm. um Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday. Like I will like get really excited if one of their songs comes on and I like know a lot of their songs and I'm starting to get to the point where like I'm finding some of the deeper cuts. Like there's one uh there's one, um, it's a Louis Armstrong song that I want to, um, I want to recommend it. Yeah, St. James Infirmary is what it's called. Okay. By Louis Armstrong. It's like so sad and so good. I just love it so much. Um, mm-hmm. But, so I really love that stuff. But then also there's some like really good female vocalists that I'm crazy about right now. So like Sammy Ray and like Lake street dive has a really great female vocalist. Um, mm-hmm. and what I love about them too, is that they're like genuine, like bands, like it's the same group of people and they're all good friends and they all play instruments and they record songs together. And that's, that's what they do. Yeah. That's fun. <clears throat> I'm sad because I definitely, you showed Sydney Lake street dive and then I kind of heard it from her um, but then I very quickly over listened to it, like just a few of their songs. And now I'm like, okay, I'm over this. Yeah. Which makes me sad. I hate when I do that to a song or an artist. Yeah. Not going to lie. I tried my best to over listen to Lake street dive. I didn't, I didn't really hold back. <laughs> they have, have you listened to Fosia at all? Uh, I've listened to a few of her songs and I think I might've taken a spin through. I can't, I can't listen to anything other than the, uh, the stripped album. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what it took me a long time. And I started to come around to some of the like pop versions of her songs. Mm -hmm. But like, she should just do like piano and her singing because she is she's I always just say she's like Adele. Mm -hmm. Like she just has that powerful voice and she has a range and I love it. Yeah, no, she's very, very good. And I'm just a sucker for a good female vocalist. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much my entire journey up until now as far as what music I listen to. It's always like, it's weird for me when people ask me what I like musically because I don't want to just say like, oh, I like everything because I feel like that doesn't really like get Uh the point across and then I don't want to like spray them down with like that whole rant I just went on. But like, I really do genuinely like have so much like love in my heart for so many different kinds of music. Like I'm honestly starting to get really into like certain types of like country so like some like what's his name um is it is it, it's not marty robbins is it i think it is marty robbins um i don't know he does like big iron i think um oh okay yeah that guy 
so like, there's a few songs on that album that are really good and then like willie mm-hmm. nelson oh man some of his songs are so good but yeah it's there's one of my friends sorry uh i'm bulldozing right now but one of my friends put it a really good way <laughs> or at least he said something that i really liked he said like i uh, how did he say it? he said like there's almost no music he would ever say is illegitimate like there's legitimacy to, to like just about every single music that's out there yeah like even like edm like you said like there's a certain artistry with that that's to be admired even if you don't like the yeah, music. yeah for sure but yeah mm-hmm. um so i would say the question when people are like oh what kind of music do you like or yeah i feel like people pigeonhole it's like oh i need to answer this question with like a genre or an artist or something Mm -hmm. but really what that question i think is doing is just trying to start a conversation about music yeah so how i usually try to answer it is i'm like oh well lately i've been listening to blank Mm -hmm. so like they always ask you at the dentist because you have to put something on the radio and they're like what kind of music do you like and i'm like "Uh." (laughs) so last time i was there i was like well my lately i've been listening to the greatest showman soundtrack because i was really on that for a while recently yeah um and then their radio wasn't working so they couldn't play anything anyway but they still asked (laughs) yeah i uh but yeah i went through a big musical phase so a question i want to ask you you went through a lot of different methods of like listening to what you like and then finding new things Mm -hmm. which phase do you think you liked the best because you had your spotify phase your pandora phase your album hunting phase Mm. Yeah, so because that was something I was trying to think of with my resolution that I made. I was like, oh, I want to listen to music more. I used to really like finding new music and listening to new music, new to me at least, um, and I stopped doing that. So then I was thinking, I was like, well, okay, do I go back to Pandora? Do I try to find albums? Like, how am I going to go about this? Yeah. So hmm. I'd say the time that I was most like, I feel like intimately acquainted with the music I was listening to was probably that 2015 to 2018 period where it was like kind of aligned with the Pandora phase just because I listened to so much um so much Frankie Valley and then a lot of Beatles at the same time but that was from dad had discs so I was actually able to download them um mm-hmm. and then that was when I discovered Carol King too so it was like to find someone who had this new type of music or just like kind of a different sound that I wasn't as used to who also wrote so much of the songs that I loved from like the sixties and seventies. That was really, really cool. Um, so I'd say that was definitely the time when I was like most engaged with what I was listening to as far as like what I'm excited about or like just like what music I feel that I'm enjoying the most. I feel like, like either the most recent or this current phase that I'm in is when I'm really like, I'm really starting to pick apart what I really, really love to hear in music and i'm it's kind of leading me down a path where i'm like finding things that i just like when they come on the radio well not the radio but when they come through my phone onto my car speakers (laughs) i get like so excited and i'm just like i feel like i enjoy every song that comes on so much more even if i'm not like as closely connected with it as i was before um Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I've tried to do recently because on Spotify, my liked songs playlist is like a thousand songs. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no way I actually like really like all of these songs. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of times that I try to listen to my liked songs and then anytime one comes on that's kind of like a dud, I'll unlike it. But 
I still rarely come across one that I'm not like excited to hear. Yeah. And it's like sometimes I'm not in the right mood for that song, but like it's still a good song. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, do I really like this many songs? No, yeah, I've been doing that recently too. Like I'll go through <clears> phases <throat> where I'm listening to mu- new music and liking things, and then I'll go through very extended phases where I only listen to my liked playlist and then just like kick out the stinkers. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I've really, so I'd say most often now what I've been doing, or at least more often, is rather than shuffle my entire liked songs, I'll think of, well, what artist do I want to listen to now? And then I'll shuffle that artist. Um, okay, yeah. I did that a lot with Lake Street Dive. I did that a lot with uh, Billie Eilish, who I... Oh, yeah. Like, had I listened, listened to, to her after whatever week it was that we talked about her. Yeah. I listened to her a little bit on one of my drives from Wilmington to Vidalia, mm-hmm. and not a fan. Okay, yeah. It felt like the way she sings, which there are a lot of artists that sing like her, and it strikes me as... More spoken the word. The way I describe... Huh? More spoken word. Um, well, no. The way I would describe it is that type of music is music I picture Aaron's friend Lauren liking. Okay. <laughs> like, that's just how I describe it for some reason. But it's like, I don't know, I felt like someone was, like, over my shoulder, like, singing quietly into my ear. Hmm. Like, I felt, I felt like she was breathing on me. I don't... <laughs> well, like, so... Hmm. You know how, um... It's just not a style I'm a fan of. Yeah, it kind of struck me as... So, one weird, really weird thing that I got into, I think, last year. Um, Fiona Apple. Okay. She has an album called Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And it's, um... It's like... (laughs) Have you ever seen the meme where it's like... Dude, you can't play the experimental hip-hop around the babes. Like... (laughs) so like apparently (laughs) there's like really weird experimental hip-hop out there that just like is kind of off the wall um you've ever heard like maggot brain that song is kind of it's like a little more mainstream but like no it's like really jam bandy and uh just like i don't know it'll be weird off the wall stuff if you're doing experimental hip-hop but um Mm -hmm. this was kind of like uh what was i talking about before this which artist was i talking about in particular i got carried away i forget um, fetch the bolt cutters. Yeah, Fiona Apple. So it's like it's a very she's a very good vocalist, and but it's like it's very repetitive lyrics. Like there's not a, a clear structure at all as far as like verses and choruses. It'll mm-hmm. be like there will be like an idea that sort of is repeated for a while, and then it'll flow into a new thing that sort of repeats for a while, and it's like very uh, percussive. Like there's a lot of percussion instruments, and like at times it doesn't huh. really make sense. At times she's making just weird <laughs> noises, but um. <laughs> It's yeah. it's intriguing to say the least. I also so I'll do another soft wreck to Fiona Apple's "Fetch the Bolt Cutters." I mean, that's kind of how Pink Floyd gets that way sometimes. It's different, man. It's like where you're like, <laughs> like this was a good song, but now there's just like bells ringing and a guy yelling. <laughs> it's like they Fiona Apple leans way more into the bells ringing, guys yelling part. But it's <laughs> okay. like none of it's just like weird or creepy. Like it's all like good sounds and like musical, but it just does not mm-hmm. follow what you expect for a song. Like it does not go verse, chorus, bridge. Like it is all over the place and I'm I was there for it when I listened to it and I still listen to some of the songs regularly. But uh you start out and you're just like what is going on here? And then by the end you're just like ooh, that was that was pretty good. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um all right, here's how I want to close this out. Okay. is let's go through our whole timeline and try to pick out 
artists that were like game changers. Okay. That you're just like, whoa, this is new. Like this is hitting a new spot for me, and I really love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So you didn't really get to go through your whole timeline, so this can kind of be a chance for you to do that, I suppose. But do you want to go first? Um, hmm. like, do we want to go game changer for game changer here? Yeah, sure. So I'd say in high school, like the big game changer for me, I feel like was Mac Miller. Because that was the first time I was like, this is an artist and I like this artist specifically. Yeah. And I'm going to listen to all their music. So Mac Miller was nothing like groundbreaking. He was very popular anyway, so that's not like a deep cut or anything. But Mm -hmm. yeah, Mac Miller, I'd say for my first one. Yeah, so for me, I'd say like I more or less was always somewhat invested in the phases you went through. So like I was invested in Mac Miller slightly at the time Mm -hmm. that you were. Yeah, I feel like a lot of ours are going to be the same. Yeah. But then also like, what was it? You had your... uh, What's his name? The Act My Age guy? Hoodie Allen. Hoodie Allen. I I remember there was a brief but intense phase that I associated with the two summers that we ran together on the high school team. Oh, yeah. Because it was the summer... Well, because... Be- there was the summer before I joined high school, and then the summer after my freshman year were the two that you were still in town, and then we were always going to those events together and listening to the radio together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hoodie Allen, he was probably so memorable because that was when we were in our downloading albums phase. Yeah. There were two Hoodie Allen albums that I really, really liked and listened to all the time. Yeah. But he didn't really, like, open that door for me. No. He was just part of that phase. Yeah, yeah. so I'd say the first big game changer for me would be, um, honestly, I feel like it's not this one, but it's the one that I associate with it is... Honestly, Maroon 5, that overexposed album. Really? Okay. It's the first thing I recall being the fir- like the big separation of, all right, I listen to everything that like, Dad and the family listens to because I don't think about listening to music. It was the first one that I mm-hmm. remember being like, I like listening to this album, and I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first big game changer for me. Okay. Um, my second one that comes to mind, I think, is, so, if Mac Miller got me into, like, oh, I can like an artist and an album and listen to just this, Mm -hmm. um, that was, like, a popular one, then once I started getting into, like, me trying to find what I like, it was definitely Passenger, which we already mentioned, and then, um, Nate Roos, the singer from the band Fun. I entirely forgot about Nate Roos. Yeah, because that was another one where I kind of, like, dug and then found something I liked, because I was like, oh... Well, because it started with me listening to Fun's albums, Mm -hmm. because their albums are really good, and then somehow I realized, like, oh, I was like, oh, Fun hasn't released an album in a while, why not? And then I was like, oh, they split up, but they're all doing their own solo things now, and then Nate Roos, a lot of people don't like his voice, I love his voice, just because it's so unique. No, that was what, 2015? I I remember that, because it was when we were on the road trip out west is when we started listening to that album. Yeah, somewhere around there. And then when he did his solo stuff, he just got, like, very creative and kind of off the wall with it, and I just loved that, so he was another game changer for me. We always talked about how uh, Nate Roos kind of gave us Queen vibes, just in terms of, like, how, like, big and bold it was a lot of the times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I was going to say Passenger was my next game changer, just because that was, like, Mm -hmm. the first time where... So, like, if Overexposed was me just, like, finally engaging in music for the first time... Passenger was, like, the first time that I, like, made a Jay Wilson decision that I like this. Because even Maroon mm-hmm. 5, that was kind of a product of circumstance. Just, like, yeah. it was one that was lying around. It was common. And it was also Passenger's album, All the Little Lights. Yeah. Was the one. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but 
moving on from that, I'd say the next artist that was a big game changer for me was that Frankie Valli uh, game changer. Because, like, the jazz was sort of something that came on slow burn and just, like, stayed with me forever. Like, I just really like jazz, and I have for years. Mm-hmm. But Frankie Valli was, like, a hard cut to where I found found them through Mary and then listened to them intensely for, like, multiple years. Okay. Just that whole, they opened me up to that whole genre, really. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm trying to think what my next steps were. I I feel like uh, D.A. Wallach Ooh. was a big one for me, just because that was so, like, random. That was me. But that I was all you, me. That was all you, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a game changer for me, or just, like, it was, like, one artist had one album, and this is just so good. Yeah. <laughs> to me, okay, so part of what contributed to this most recent phase of mine, where it's, like, I'm trying to sort of separate myself just from being, like, one of those people that says, I really like old music, is that, like, I've had those touchstones, like, D.A. Wallach, or, like, Nate Roos, or, um, like, Passenger. It's like, I have these touchstones that are just like, no, you don't just like old music. Like, there's definitely something there that you like. Like, let's expand upon, like, just the objective, like, regardless of time period, what do you like to hear? And that's what I've really been focusing on in this most recent phase. Mm-hmm. But, At, anyways. Um, my last one, I think I'll say, is, um, when Hamilton came out. Ooh. Because musicals, yeah. Because I had like I had a connection with Hamilton already, which I won't go into. But basically, like as he was working on it, it had already come to my attention. Yeah. Somehow from like some YouTube video, I don't even know. So then when I actually heard it, I was like, oh, this is a whole movie, like a whole musical thing now. Yeah. So then I listened to all of that and then just loved it for the story aspect. Like I I've always liked ballads, mm-hmm. but I was like, this is like a movie or like a book but a song yeah and it's like all the songs so then that got me into um because i had i had already seen um la la land and loved that movie yeah and i was like should i just listen to this one so then i started doing that and i was like wow listening to musicals is so great yeah you were really into musicals for a while there like you would listen to musicals that weren't even like it wasn't even the kind where you could listen to just the music and get the whole story like you were listening to just random musical soundtracks. Yeah, because it kind of overlapped with the Pandora phase, you know? And then I realized, because uh, then I would I would listen to Pandora, and if I liked a song, I would try to dig into that artist or that album. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize that a lot of the songs that I liked that were coming up on Pandora were from musicals. And then I'm like, well, now I just want to listen to this whole musical. <laughs> and, yeah, so I had a few duds, but, like, um, yeah, Hamilton uh la la land and then greatest showman like i could listen to those whole soundtracks at any time and what about just um slap the one that i always remember you listening to is dear evan hansen yeah that one i feel like i was trying to force it a little bit maybe um <laughs> the other one i like better than that one is called waitress I sarah think? Bareilles. yeah yeah there are some really good ones on there i have a couple of her songs from that musical i think Oh, and uh, the last five years. Ooh, I still haven't seen that movie, but the um, soundtrack is pretty good. Fair, fair. Um, well, I think I have a couple more uh, influential artists that I'll just fire through real quick. So the Bee Gees definitely opened me up to the entire genre of like the '80s in that one okay. fell swoop that I talked about. Um, then Carol King opened me up to. 
I don't even know if it would be a time period, but just sort of that, like, genre, I guess. It was pretty akin to Frankie, or, I'd say it was, like, Frankie Valley adjacent, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But that was more, like, 70s, too. So, I guess she kind of opened me up to the 70s. Um, moving on, um, currently, I honestly think that Kendrick Lamar is probably the most single-handedly responsible for, like, my revived interest in hip-hop. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Really, Lake Street Dive and Sammy Ray, I'd say, are two of the ones that combined to make me um, more intensely investigate uh, contemporary music that is based around like a, a physical band with like okay, consistent yeah. members. I want to find more contemporary bands. Yeah, no, it's really I like am so excited when I when I hear one and I like I don't know just them being friends. I don't know if it's like just that's cool to me, just to imagine that, or if it like actually has an influence on the music. Um, but along with that, I'm also not trying to like write off the people that aren't bands because like to me, Childish Gambino, like that one album, I forget what it's called. Is it like awake yourself or something? I don't know. Maybe. But, um, the one with Redbone, it's like that whole mu- album is so, so musical to me. And it was like, it's obviously like studio made and like, it's all, mm-hmm. it's all Donald Glover. Um, but it's just so good to me and like i don't yeah it's that's one of those things where it's like okay so you cannot just say that music has to be instrumental because that is freaking art right there and i'm here for it (laughs) but um with that i think i'm pretty much i've said my piece that's it's all out here and i don't have to talk to anybody about music anymore i can direct them to the podcast yeah, I wanted that to be the conclusion, but I actually do have two points that I don't know how we got through this without me talking about them. Dude. Well, not really, but uh, it's just two of the other suggestions that I've come up with over the past couple weeks is, uh, so one plays into like your jazz, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, fetish, <laughs> not a fetish, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you like jazz, um, but yeah, so I found a band recently that it's a, it's is it called a big band? Is that a, an actual term? I listened to them recently over the week. Yeah. Yeah. What did you th- did you listen to Snake Eater? Well, you didn't say what the band is yet. Oh well, the band is the Eight Bit Big Band. Okay. So we both love jazz. So it's a jazz band. Oh, wait, you, you would describe yourself as loving jazz at this point? Oh, for sure. Jazz is so good. Oh, awesome. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they do these, like, really good jazz covers of, like, video game soundtracks. So it, like, has a little bit of nostalgia factor to it, but then it's just also this really good jazz music, and it has really been hitting the spot for me. Oh, man. Yeah, Um, no, I listened to some of them, and I really, I appreciated some of it a lot. A lot of it's, like, pretty, like, uh, low profile, too, so you can kind of maybe homework a little bit of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've also taken a new approach listening to music recently because when you talked about classical music, how it's just like a jam band, like there doesn't have to be words for music to be good. Mm-hmm. I think I was too locked into that because a lot of their songs, it's just, yeah, it's just them playing instruments. And I'm like, this is good music too. Another thing is Spotify recommends a lot of lo-fi hip hop songs to me. Just nice. puts them on like my Discover playlist. And usually I just skip them because I'm like, oh, I'm not studying or whatever mm-hmm. I would listen to this for. But I'm like, no, if I'm just driving to work, this is, like, kind of what I want to hear. Like, it's yeah. still good music, you know? Yeah, lo-fi hip-hop then, to me is, like, it's, that's the only thing that I'm okay just, like, putting on and not listening to. Which, um, mm-hmm. funny enough, is I've been listening to the three lo-fi hip-hop playlists put together from uh, the 
D and D campaign that we follow. Yeah. So their their campaign group is called the Mighty Nine, and their lo-fi hip hop are called Mighty Vibes. And there's three yeah. of them. They're each about an hour, and I listen to all three of them multiple times every evening. Yeah, because I do so ones. much homework. <laughs> That's the thing is like any lo-fi hip hop gets the job done. Yeah. So. But also like I know the songs now within it, and you know how hard it is to recognize because they just kind of fade from one song to the other. But like yeah. I'll be sitting there doing my homework, and I'll be like, "Oh, this one's about to end." Like. <laughs> that's funny yeah um and then the other one kind of along the jazz vein the jazz vein still is we didn't at any point talk about ska music Ooh, i didn't do a lot of ska <laughs> that's what i feel like i need to go through a ska phase because ska <laughs> music is really good there was a it's phase like there was a phase in my dorm where the running joke was that like all of our friend group was gonna make a ska band yeah yeah, it's, but like it's it's fast paced, it's jazzy, it's usually kind of goofy, but like I feel like it's right up our alley. You ever heard and the, the uh, ska cover of "Take on Me"? Yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Pretty good. The one I want to recommend to you. This one just really struck me funny because it's like a really good song, but it's also just hilarious. It's mm-hmm. called "This Gigantic Robot Kills." Okay. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh man, that's ridiculous. But that's the last point I have to make. I kept going on and on, but nice. we're we're getting a clean cut right here. We're done. We're done. So no emails. No, yeah. <laughs> we can do emails. Okay, and um, I did want to talk about voting today, but I oh yeah, we, we can, have been meaning to talk about yeah. voting. We can we? talk about that next week. Next week for sure. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, so the email is I do from... have... I know I only have three bullet points. I actually have a lot of bullet points about voting. <laughs> you only have three bullet points, but you have like 50 sub bullet points. Yeah. Um. No, yeah. So, okay. So, this one is from... Let me see the signature. Your dedicated emailer. Thank you, dedicated emailer. Um, dedicated emailer writes, Hello, Wilson Bros. Commenting on your comments to my last email. Apples are my favorite <laughs> snacking fruit. Just to clarify. And the movie organization system makes perfect sense to him. He could tell me if I moved or rearranged them. He is just weird. Jay, holding you to that running spreadsheet promise. LOL, no worries. It's not like you're busy with school or anything. Yeah, I do need to comment. I was, like, so ready to do it this weekend. And then Sunday just hit me like a brick wall. And I was like, oh, I'm Sunday definitely going to... just hit you like a sidewalk. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely, like, forget about this till the next podcast again. Like, this is... <laughs> that's a bummer. Um, but... Then e- dedicated emailer writes, now for this week's content. Um, please don't call your listeners willies. Dot, dot, dot. Please. <laughs> <laughs> maybe- All right, noted. <laughs> Thanks for your opinion, dedicated Willie. Um, maybe honorary Wilsons? <laughs> I will keep brainstorming this as I work today. Well, until you brainstorm, brainstorm something catchier than willies, hate to say it, but you're a willie. All right. <laughs> Brian-, <laughs> Brian, Savannah Smiles is so much fun. Went there, and I was at a conference last year. I've also been to a dueling piano bar in Nashville, and it was equally as fun. And um, I have never heard of a group out celebrating a friend not having a uterus. You do you, boo. Also, (laughs) y'all seriously missed a Gale joke. He didn't nail it. He galed it. Insert hilarious. Oh, wow. How did we not get that one? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I usually say snailed it almost every time when somebody says nailed it. (laughs) Snailed it. A quote from the famous movie Turbo. Um, Jay, pretty sure your pun about Stephen Cocking was only attainable in your mind. Never would have guessed that, ever. <laughs> well, what do you have to remember, dedicated emailer, is that Brian and I are 
essentially a hive mind. So yeah, you. I was listening to the first episode a while back. I asked you to like just gut guess what I missed about Ohio in that second episode. I think maybe or the first one even. Yeah. And you said you had nothing in your head, but you were able to pull out um, sand. <laughs> yeah. Like you were able to say like you I like was the really dirt proud better because one. it's not sand, and I'm just like how like no we we pulled <laughs> together some pretty uh, long shots in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So um. Anyways, so since I email pretty much every week, does that mean I love Brian more than Sydney? I at least care more about his happiness. Ooh, shots fired. We're going to need an email from Sydney here. She hasn't uh, <laughs> she hasn't refuted any of the claims we've made in previous podcasts. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are we getting to the to the segment that's just slander against Sydney in this podcast? <laughs> yeah. No, we talked about it offline, and she's like, do I have to email you guys? And I'm like, well, no, but we'll probably make it a running joke that you don't. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I bumped the desk again. But, uh, yeah, so I guess we've just lost a listener. It's a real bummer. But, um, anyways, for an episode with no subject, I found it very enjoyable and definitely think you are getting better, not worse. Until next week, and unless otherwise noted, your dedicated emailer. Ooh, I love the reference there, dedicated I love emailer. It. Oh, man. Do we have inside jokes? Is that what level we've attained? We're at episode, what, 16? Yeah. Oh, man. What a thrill. Um... <laughs> No, this is 17. Cool. Um, well, I think that's all I have, unless you have anything else to add. I don't think I have anything else to add. Well, alrighty. Um, well, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, once again, that email is weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts, your questions, your hopes, your dreams, anything. Give us music recommendations. Spam. Just forward us your spam. give us music recommendations that's always appreciated but um yeah from all of us here at the weekly wilson scotty included um thanks for listening until next week until the end of next week unless otherwise stated i'm jay wilson he's brian wilson and this has been the weekly wilson a scuba da bow, ba da bow, a scuba da ba dee ba dee ba ba, skiba da bow, rip it up, boop ba bee ba da boo. I feel like you say the intro slightly incorrectly first every time. Yeah, no, I've Did never got intro or outro. Outro. Yeah. Because it's okay, until the end of next week. Yeah. Until next week is so hardwired into everybody's brains. Trying to say until the end of next week and unless otherwise noted. It's like trying to read a social contract just off of <laughs> off of your hand. Yeah, I know. But it's uh, what makes our podcast unique. Yeah. It's what brings the listeners back. There you go.